Soft as the cotton you lie in Times we got hot like an iron You and I Our hearts had never been broken We were so innocent, darling We used to talk till the morning You and I We had that mixtape on every weekend This song gets me going you know that's a good song yeah i can't wait for the cobalt girls to break an album and you to play their music <laughs> for this me it's gonna be so just good ha- yeah. you know what yeah. have saint pa- saint pats okay saint yeah. pats hire me as the dj for the next junior high song um did we talk about the junior we high did dance? we did oh my yeah. gosh people if you have never chaperoned a junior high dance you are missing you out gotta do it best you know what i bet life. the person that we have in studio has done that i would hope I, so i mean i think so if but not I very she well missed out wrong. on the opportunity of watching her children in the most awkward situation <laughs> ever ever um but welcome back to another episode of coaching caffeine and comedy i'm your host Haley kobza and i'm lena and today is february 20th it is you know what today is? This is a good day for you. Oh, no. You know what? I think Kenlin has started looking these up now, too. Oh, really? So, to yeah, make sure. You know, National, National Love Your Pet Day. I love all my pets. So do I. I love mine Not really. way more. Mine these. are amazing. Mm. Um, yep. Cherry Pie Day. Sure. I don't like cherries and pie. Jake doesn't either. What is wrong with you people? He's normal. Oh, oh hey. Oh, Thumbs down. What? Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Cherry pie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sometimes I just tell Jake it's raspberry and he doesn't even know and then he eats it. That's a lie. That happens. Um, and after. this one, this one's right up your alley. Yeah. Handcuff day. <laughs> right after Valentine's Day. You're not kidding. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, uh, so best day ever. Best day ever. So yeah. today in studio, we have mm. an awesome special guest. Um, S- special in more ways than just one. Exactly. When you gift a co-host and not the host. I just <laughs> such a glorious Actually, day. I told her I was good. Oh God. But okay. Lena could always use an extra. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. great. She's I see good. her once a week and she always brings me treats. Uh, what? I know. I need to find a person She's super like this. cool. I know. She is. Um, so welcome to the mic, Jody Sheets of McCook, Nebraska. Hi, Jody. Hey there. This is so fun. This is, well, it, that remains to be seen, but no. It, it's about it, to it be. Is. It okay. is. It's going to be like yes. 45 minutes of pure gold. Okay. But here's yeah. the thing. You have to talk to us like, because I know, I don't know anything about it. One like for Lena. Well, oh, doodles. Sorry. Dang, nab it. So. I, I, I tell you that uh, if you ask me a question or questions, then mm-hmm. I will answer them. All right. And here we go. Probably okay. have more to say than you want to hear. No, nope. well, that's, that's why you're here. Cause we want to hear. Yeah. And yeah. Lena's, I'm not supposed to act like I know you. Yeah. Where did, yeah. So tell us like, where did you grow up? I grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm an Easterner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. A yeah. transplant. Yeah. However you want to say that your whole, like all through high school career. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. What school in, did you go to? I went to Lincoln Southeast. Okay. Graduated a long time ago. Okay. Um, 40 years ago at this year. Don't, don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40, that's a big, no- I mean, a lot of people fear being 40 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be out of high school for 40 years. So I that's, that that's the number. Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> it does. It just means you're just yes. trucking along. You've just had good, yeah, good Moving yes. along in yes. life. Yeah. So yeah, Lincoln Southeast, class of 84. And um, from there, I took myself to uh, Kearney, Nebraska, and went to, at the time, Kearney State College back in the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I got my math education degree and um, got my master's degree there as well. But it was oh, called wow. UNK then. Mm-hmm. 
And um, my first job out of college was in McCook, Nebraska. So that's what got me here. And oh, really? Yes. Okay. Yes. How fun is that? Yeah. So what, um, did you play any sports in high school or activities like band, choir? So yes, I, I was. I was going to say, I feel, I don't know the, the gal, but I feel as if she missed a chapter. So I, uh, okay. I uh, was volleyball, basketball, track, softball, and also band and choir. Nice. All the things. All the things. So, so you were able at that time in Lincoln to do all sports. Absolutely. And I miss, I miss the, the fact that kids can't do that, yeah. or at least they're told they can't. Yeah. Um, I do know the size of a class A school makes it a lot more difficult because mm-hmm. you have, you know, all the talent, at least the numbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you still have 12 or 14 spots on, you know, right. your roster for, for basketball and, and whatever. So mm-hmm. it is, it is uh, competitive, but back then, okay, so I tell you my age, um, women's sports was just starting to get its kickstart in, in schools. And so my first basketball coach had never coached females before he was a football coach. And, uh, you could tell the way he coached us. Um, but he was a fantastic coach. Like by the time it was all said and done, um, he's, he's been to the state tournament the most time. I mean, he's taken Lincoln Southeast girls basketball to, state tournament and won multiple, multiple times. Mm -hmm. So he was a fantastic coach, but just getting his feet wet with us girls. Um, so yeah, so you could compete in multiple sports and, uh, it, for me, it was fantastic because I could not choose my favorite. I mean, it was whatever was in in season Mm -hmm. was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. And then you went to college. Then I did. And you just academics? No, I, 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 uh, what took me to Kearney, um, actually was athletics. I, and this shows my age as well. Um, I played both volleyball and basketball at Kearney and nice. yeah. Um, I, uh, I was semi recruited basketball wise, not like it was like, Hey, I went to starting Kearney state basketball camp and the coach is like, Hey, do you want to come? You know, I'd love to have you play. I'm like, well, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at that time then, um, I still, was just starting to love the game of volleyball and uh, I get to campus. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to try. I'm just going to go to practice and made the team and you know, there you go. So I was a walk on, so to speak. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I didn't finish all four years in both sports. Unfortunately, I had an injury in volleyball that, that didn't allow me to to, uh, play for a while my junior year. And as I was sitting the bench um, in volleyball, all my basketball co- cohorts were getting better at basketball. And mm-hmm. so I was like, at that point, I realized if I n- wanted to be somewhat successful in a sport, I'd probably at that time needed to choose. Got it. Okay. And I chose basketball okay. simply because at the time, it, mm-hmm. I, I know, Ugh. right? At Love the time, basketball. at the time, it was where I was going to have the most success, mm-hmm. just based on personnel. Right. There's a lot of factors sure. yeah, involved. Always is, yeah. So, um, so three years of volleyball, four years of basketball. Well, I feel like she's semi warmed up now that she kind of told us where she started. So let's like not that. forget, and she <laughs> yes. practiced for this. Did she? Did she, I? She did some like 
Did you do some brain games? Well, I said I was going to. She didn't have time. She's too busy for that. Yeah. All right. Well, that makes it even better. You got the timer? I'm getting it. Okay. Okay. Oh boy, this is now. You know how this works. I do. A letter. A letter. And as many words as you can come up with in, what are you going to do, 30 seconds? Okay. You know, we have to do this now with uh, preschool. So thank you, Miss Jill, Mm. because we have to get a bag and it has a letter on it. And you got to bring things in the bag. Oh. It's so hard. Yeah. So then people think it's easy. So they say G and the only thing I can think of is like guacamole and grapes. Yeah. Do you have that in the house? No. Oh, and I don't know. I don't know if Jill wanted to bring that for show and tell. (laughs) No gourds or anything? Yeah. 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 G. Okay. All right. Ready? Are you ready? I am. The letter is N. N. Okay. This is a hard letter. This is hard. Are we going? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I I was like, okay. Uh, Night, nectar, um, nocturnal, nebulous. um, Jeez. Words. Nor I like. Does it have to be an object? No, you're not. Just can't be a nothing. Name. Um, numbskull. Um, number nine. Time. Next. That's wow. one of the best we've had in a really um, long time. Even though the she didn't even have to use she all even, the time. Yeah. She's like, I'll just let. I'll, let me go for all these medical off. terms or what? What were <laughs> those words? I don't even know any of those. I have Jeez. no idea. You must have went very far in the spelling bee in seventh grade. I am a horrible speller. Yeah. Um, I like, do numbers. She's like, I don't even need all that thirty why seconds. Sh- why yeah. should that not have been my first one? <laughs> right. Numbers, right? Number, yeah. Oh, numbers. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, mm-hmm. I actually practiced Q in my head. I oh. thought, I thought, you know, I've never done thrown that. It's going to be at my next. Don't do. Oh come Q. on, Q. What would you even Quilt, say? Oh my, queen, queen, quiet, quiet, quantum, qu- quartet, quarter. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Wow. Quintuplets. I got a quiz. Her and I are quiz, both on there the you road. Go. <laughs> See one. Jeez. Okay. So okay. now back to the story. Yes, you're in McCook. I am McCook. in McCook. Your first teaching job. Yes. Are you at the high school or where? I you am at? at the the middle school, aka junior high. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Girl. Yes. Seventh. Uh, excuse me. Eighth grade. And was, was it like algebra, math? What was it? The, was eighth grade math. Okay. Do they do that to toughen you up as a teacher, just to be? Oh, jeez. This is the hardest I, one. I uh, actually, I was disappointed that. Well, I take that back. My student teaching was in junior high and I was really upset. I wanted high school and then I got into junior high and I loved them. Yeah. I love the little, the, I I don't know. There's something about a junior hire. I think either you don't like them at all or Uh, you just really like them a lot. mm -hmm. And that's where I found myself falling. So I I actually really enjoyed it. Um, So eighth grade math, which doesn't exist anymore. Like eighth grade is now pre-algebra. And um, so, yeah. Well, Mm. you and I could probably... I mean, struggle just with the eighth grade math, let alone the pre-algebra. Any math for me. Okay. So how long were you teaching before you had any life changing events? Okay. So I came to McCook and taught for two years as a single person and then got married. She got that hint really good. That was life changing. Mm -hmm. Life changing. So I, um, Got married, and my husband, Paul, was in physical therapy school in Omaha at the Med Center, and so I left McCook, and we lived in eastern Nebraska in Lincoln. He drove to Omaha. I subsequently then taught at Seward, Seward, Nebraska, at their high school and middle school, both, and um, so he finished PT school, 
and that was two years that he had to finish. And then we both got job opportunities back here in McCook, both of us. So and is he originally from McCook? He is not. He so is so from. you brought him back. I brought him. What? Blair, Nebraska. We're both Easterners. Blair's no North way. Omaha. Huh. Yeah. And what made you want to come back here? Okay, so relatives were my first draw. Like, I wasn't going to go anywhere that far from home without having a support system. And I had a little support system, and so I came. And then it was, I absolutely loved the the small town, Mm -hmm. um, you know, comparatively to Lincoln and even Kearney. Mm -hmm. But I just love the small town. I love just the the camaraderie with everything. Um, I especially like just everybody's cheering for McCook High School, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just that was just fantastic. And then the other thing as far as my teaching, um, I like the size because I found out that if I wanted to have the most impact on my students as I could, I was going to need to know them outside of my classroom. And I wanted them to know me outside of the classroom too, and know me as more than Mrs. Sheets, the teacher or Miss mm-hmm. Jorgensen back in the day. Right. Um, I just wanted them to know me as a person and for me to be able to get to know them as well. And so the size of the community, you know, was important, but just the people that were here, honestly, we just, I made a lot of fantastic friends and contacts here when I was here the first time. And, um, it just, I knew that when I left that if I had the chance, I would come back. That's awesome. That is awesome. And you brought Paul with you. I did. That's good. Well, it was kind of a requirement, you know? (laughs) So your first two, so you taught here and then Mm -hmm. you taught in Seward. Yes. Did you um, coach at those times? I did. Okay. Um, like okay. head coach, what? assistant coaches. Um, Cause both, I mean, that's like thrown in the, the gauntlet both. right there. So, Sweet mother of goodness. So my first year here, okay. Um, as a single so person who, like, again, do you remember the students? Oh, I do. Okay. I, or any of them I like mean, still here. Can you name any of oh, them? Oh gosh. You know, Seth Bates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so, hey, so, so here's funny. So here's the thing. He was not in, that was the first thing that came to my mind. He was not actually a student of mine the first time around. And I struggle now to differentiate. It's been Uh long enough ago. Right. Um, But but anyway, so, I mean, Tyler McCarty, Uh Steph Montez, those were people that I was involved in their lives when they were young people oh, in, in yeah. junior high and high school. And so that's Tyler. really cool Ugh, to yeah. see didn't them. Didn't get through them. Didn't have to do that one. A- yeah. Anyway, no, I, <laughs> gosh. She's so nice. So. Oh yeah. So, so what was the first thing you coached? First thing. Yes. Assistant volleyball, ninth grade basketball, and shot and discus in track. What? Who gets like, do you get the short what? stick when you have to do shot and disc tell you what i threw the discus in high school okay I, i'm gonna hook her up she baby. probably she was the one who broke, broke my leg. leg oh my gosh have you heard that story because yeah. it's not real but <laughs> yes um, that <laughs> is i love like strong women there's another l word for you but girls who strong oh yes like, like i'm telling my girls like throw shot throw just there's yeah. so much more to track yeah. than just running there's there so is. much you can do thankfully yes yeah uh yeah here you there yeah okay so of those three which one did you go on to coach the most or longest? That's a hard one because softball gets thrown in later. Oh, um, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, and then in Seward, I was 
basketball, volleyball assistant at high school. And then also I transitioned from high school assistant in volleyball to eighth grade volleyball. Um, but then when I came back, mm-hmm. I was the head volleyball coach for four years. Okay. And then at that same time, I was also assistant basketball coach at the high school during that time as well. Um, so, I mean, like, I'm not counting up years sure, or anything. I sure. don't know. But I okay. coached. I coached volleyball and basketball both mm-hmm. quite a, quite a long time. Then had children, mm-hmm. stepped away. Um, then about when my children were kindergarten-ish, first grade-ish, um, I got a call from Dale Lortz. Um, some people out there might know who Dale is, but he um, was a fantastic um, girls coach in, the, in McCook for many years. And he, he co- uh, what did he coach? He coached basketball okay. and softball. Okay. And so I got a call from him, um, when he began coaching softball and he said, Hey, would you like to come on staff? Um, he was, he was great about getting female coaches on his staff. Oh, he just awesome. felt like as, I mean, he was fantastic with females, you know, not every male coach can connect with females. Right. He was fantastic. He had two girls himself mm-hmm. and he was great. In fact, a lot of my coaching philosophy and modeling is, is after him. And anyway, so he called me and said, Hey, I'd like to have you come coach softball with me. So that was back in about 2000, 2001. And I coached then with him for five years, softball. Okay, wow. Wow. Yeah. At, so at any time then were you coaching your own kids? Yes. So when did that start for you? That started, um, well, all through YMCA ball, mm-hmm. um, coached volleyball, basketball, softball for our daughter. And then, um, my husband and I began a traveling softball team because I think everybody just looked to us to do it mm-hmm. for our daughter's age group. And mm-hmm. we, we did that and did that for seven years from 12 and under all the way through 18 and under. Awesome. And, um, we also coached our son's baseball teams somewhat, you know, here and there. And, um, I helped coach my son's traveling basketball team too. Nice. Which I really enjoyed getting the opportunity to coach boys. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And that was, that was a great experience. I don't want to coach boys for a day. Do you? Yeah. I bet they just are just gritty, Mm. not dramatic. (laughs) Well, (laughs) <laughs> they, they have their moments. Of course, they were they were junior high boys yeah, when I coached. Aren't they just, like, aren't they just trying to be cool and win? Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's all they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they're so not crying at the end. And But before we started, we said, you know, we like very thoughtful, um, positive conversation. But as you're talking about coaching and coaching your own kids, mm-hmm. tell us what that's like. Um. It's difficult to coach your own kid. Um, although we, we knew we wanted to because we wanted to be involved mm-hmm. in their, the, their sports development and also their character development through sports. And not that we had it all right, because yeah. I know there's probably many times they would look at our kids and they would look at us and they'd go, <laughs> really? Like, for real. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so we didn't get it right all the time, mm-hmm. but I, myself having played a lot of sports, I knew there was a, a coaching style that I wanted my kids to experience and coaching styles that I didn't want them to experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So that was kind of where that stemmed from. Um, and also I'm a teacher at heart. And so coaching is just an extension of teaching. And, um, so, but as far as it's hard to coach your own child, um, sometimes they don't listen to you because you know, your mom, Mm -hmm. your dad. Mm -hmm. And so there was times where you just talk to your assistant coach and you say, can you handle this? Because they just don't, you just don't connect all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And that's just because it's a, you know, parent parent child thing. Right. Um, and just, and that was probably the hardest thing is sometimes, uh, I know Allison has made comments. I was like, when you got mad at me, you always just stuck me out in the outfield where, you know, nobody wanted to be there, but you didn't do that to anybody else. So, um, <laughs> and so sometimes you do, you take, you take things out on your kids and treat yeah. them a little differently in a mm-hmm. harsher way. Sometimes because you're worried that, that somebody may accuse you of being showing right. some favoritism exactly. to your child. Yeah. yeah. And so you try to, you default the other yeah. direction yeah. a lot of times, yeah. and that's not fair to them mm-hmm. right. either. Mm-hmm. And so trying to find that balance is really difficult. Right. And, um, so I guess those are the two, mm-hmm. the two things that are a challenge is just them listening to you and then just being fair as what at least seems fair. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that she said character. That's one uh, of the reasons they wanted to do, yes. to do it. And then like she knew what she wanted in a coach for her children mm-hmm. for athleticism and character. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, instead of having a coach not do all those things, she just stepped her, put themselves in right. that position, right. which is pretty yeah. kudos to you. And like exactly. I said, we didn't do it right all the time. I mean, our kids would be the first to tell you that. Yeah. Um, but, and we, you know, but and nobody does. And right. that's the thing. Nobody does it right all the time, but I think there has to be grace given to those who are willing to step up and try. Right. And especially when you're doing it with your own kids, because that's just a whole nother world of mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. How has the culture of sports shifted since one, you played, but two, since you coached hmm. and or has it? Yeah, because you have uh, your daughter is currently coaching. So yes. you probably get to see yes. the difference. Oh, of, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. I, I mean, I <laughs> I know I've had these conversations many times with many people and now you put me on the spot and I, and, um, it has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that for myself and maybe it was just my personality, but what, what you would used to see in kids is if they wanted something, they worked for it and you, you put yourself, you're like, okay, if I want that starting spot, I'm going to go, you know, practice harder. I'm going to do this or I'm, you know, whatever, but you work, you worked for it. Um, and that's not as, I know I hate to say this, but I don't see that as much. I see more of just kids participating and wanting things to happen just because they're there. And it, it's not everybody mm-hmm. it's by, right. by, you know, by and large, you know, there's still kids that are working their tails off out there and mm-hmm. I love it. And, uh, but that has changed a little bit. Um, I know that the parent involvement has increased and, and in a lot of ways it's good in a lot of ways it's not good. Um, what would be some four examples of that <laughs> both ways? I think just, the involvement and in being able to talk through situations with your children and maybe potentially with the coach to, uh, to try to 
best reach the child. Um, I think I shared something with, with Kobza one about our own son in the fact that, um, he was having anger issues and, um, it was one of those things where we needed to talk with the coach and say, this is his personality. This is, this is what happens when you approach him this way. This is what happens when you approach him differently or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it was one of those things is like knowing our son, um, and knowing what would trigger his anger and what wouldn't. And Mm -hmm. so in that way, I think it's positive because Mm -hmm. for myself, you don't always, as a coach, you don't, always pick up on those things in right. everybody. And right. so sometimes it's nice to know, like if yeah. I get in the kid's face, which I don't, that's not my personality, but mm-hmm. if I did, mm-hmm. and that's going to trigger something negative in them, mm-hmm. I would like to know that ahead of time. Right. Maybe. And so I right. think that's helpful. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that on the flip side is that um, there's, there's so much of the individual in, um, if a par- so, like if parents are going to a coach, it's not. Yeah. And uh, how do I want to say this? Um, so much. And, and I don't know if this has actually changed, to be honest, like as a parent, you want the best for your kid. But sometimes when you, as a, you know, as coaches that it's a, the whole team, it's not just mm-hmm. one person. And so, mm-hmm. um, uh, where was I? Okay. So I'm, I'm just trying to think, I'm trying to think, uh, as far as I'm, I'm thinking of a specific scenario with my daughter right now mm-hmm. as a coach and problem that she had with a parent, but it's, it's one of those things. It's just probably not seeing that your kid can improve or just looking through rose colored glasses so much and always having the idea that my kid's all that. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So maybe the over, over wanting your kid mm-hmm. to, to be the well, I one. Think, I think you I said know. it right from the very beginning. The fact that if they want it, they don't work for it as much anymore. And I was actually talking with a, a group of baseball players about this. So consequences, like, you know, you'd have to do lines or suicide. So back when we all did it, putting myself in that you wanted to be the first one to finish, mm-hmm. even though it was a consequence for Julie missing her free throw. And then we're all going to do a suicide to 20. Like you wanted to be the first one. It's not, they're not like that anymore. They're just going through the motions. And I think that goes back to, you know, it's the team effort and whatnot. I don't, I, so I was asking these baseball boys, it's like, what does it feel like to finish last? I'm just like, when I was younger, I was first or third, like the minimal. Mm-hmm. I was never going to be the last one to cross the line. Right, yeah. right. And they just don't put that work ethic in, into wanting it that much more to put it for. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but quite a few. So. With know. that, I don't want to get away from that, but I want to jump to something. How old were your kids when they started playing traveling or competitive sports besides I get the why thing, not just yes. looking at the why. That's a fantastic question yeah. because, um, our, our daughter's softball team was 12 and under. Okay. Um, and I think her traveling basketball, we did not coach that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they were roughly around that same age. Mm-hmm. Our son was a little younger. Um, but, um, but I'm guessing 10. Okay. 10, maybe 11, fifth grade range, fourth, mm-hmm. fifth grade. But mm-hmm. um, we, 
we're really trying to be um, wise. I don't know about that. And, and this is another thing that I talked to Kobza about that I spent time when I was coaching softball, sitting in the back of the bus with the softball players. And in the middle of September, when they're leading up to districts and eventually state and how they're telling me that they're burned out and want softball to be over. And I thought that was so sad. And just to see the burnout in sophomores, juniors, and seniors because of the amount that they had played previously. And mm-hmm. I think that amount changes for different people. Like mm-hmm. I don't think you can put a, you know, right, a dead right. set number on that. Yeah. But at the same time, that had an impact on me because I didn't want to burn my kids out. I wanted them to get to high school and beyond and still love what they were doing right. um, and not not want to do it. So you didn't coach the high school softball team. You just, I did. Oh, you did. Yes. So you coached yes. not, you the traveling softball team yes. and the high school. Different times. times. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. So when her daughter started, that's when she did travel, but she did high school prior, prior to, to that. that. Yeah. So when Allison was in high school, did you coach her? No. It, traveling. Traveling, but, Summer, not, but who, not. Who was her high school coach? Jason Cochran. And Craig Dickus. Still yes, he is. He's okay. a math teacher. Okay, I'm like that at name the sounds school. so familiar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Amanda Peterson was just talking about that name, so yeah. she must have. Yeah. Okay. As, as a coach, she just said it said he's. Well, and Allison must have had a decent, okay, soft because she's now coaching softball. Yes. So, yes. which is good that she still loves the sport. Yes, she absolutely loves the mm-hmm. sport, and she's a pitcher, and so she's just. Um, oh, she had a pitchers. bulldog mentality and pitchers. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think this is really interesting that you're saying that. And I have the comparison of three girls. And when you're talking about finding that burnout, cause I think I have one, I don't know if she would ever get burnout on anything. And mm-hmm. that's probably not, you know, probably need to be careful around that a pitcher, but has this ferociousness when it comes to anything of like practicing mm-hmm. all the time and giving it her all. And I have others too, like want to be good but they don't want to do everything all the time. Like they want right. to have these seasons and then they want it to come to an end. They want to be a kid, yeah. you know? So it's very interesting. And when you're talking about coaching, identifying those characteristics and just right. like how you approach them yeah. is who those kids are who are really going to go on and want to put everything into it. There is a different mentality. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's not all coaches find that in their athletes soon mm-hmm. enough before they, you know, ruin it. Cause not all of them. Do you have a situation right off the bat that you remember that made you second guess whether or not you wanted to continue coaching? Oh, uh, yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, which chapter said, no, like, okay, you've never coached. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a lie. You know, it's, you know, and it goes, unfortunately, it goes back to parents. Um, I I mean, I hate that because I'm a parent and and that was one of those things when, when I had kids and I was like, I know my kids are going to play athletics and I don't, I want to learn from that and not be that parent. Mm -hmm. But the problem is I kind of was that parent sometimes. And, and maybe not to the degree because Mm -hmm. I knew there was this line, Mm -hmm. but man, you get that mama bear mentality. Mm. And sometimes Mm -hmm. it's difficult to just go, okay, I'm going to take a step back. And this Mm -hmm. is not, this is not my lane, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, but, but yeah, I, I can think of actually several, um, times that it was just like, man, this is not worth it. But at, but at the same time, I guess what made it worth it for me is my desire 
to impact the girls was greater than my desire to, to not do it because of the hardship that came along with it. Now, right. granted, it, it can drive you mad. I, I tell you what, and there was so many, ni- so many nights you'd come home from practice and it would be like this or that or the other thing happened and you're like, okay, I got to sit this girl, but she was starting and now it's like, that's reality, but how's that going to affect her? How's that going to affect the day? I mean, you'd, I would have mm-hmm. sleepless nights going through these scenarios. And so, you know, a lot of times parents think like coaches don't even care about their kid, but the, the reality of it is the good coaches, some of them care too much mm-hmm. and that, that mm-hmm. makes it even harder. And, um, anyway, that, mm-hmm. and I found that that was me. Mm-hmm. And so I found that an assistant role was far better for me than a head coach. And, right. Um, and that's just my personality. And I wanted to be a head volleyball coach in the worst way. And I got to experience it. But after doing it, I realized that that was not where, you know, my, my personality was best, best Mm -hmm. used, utilized. So go ahead. Well, there's a, with this topic, there is a question that our fellow listeners want to know. So we'll each answer it. Okay. Oh, we each will. Yeah. Okay. How do coaches intervene when parents are too involved in their athletics and their athlete sports and take the fun out of it? You want to go first? Sure. Ooh, Um, that's a tough one. How do coaches intervene when parents are too involved in their kids' athletics and take the fun out of it? Um, For me, ugh, when my parents become involved at my level, because this is all this is all all different. different. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I am, I like to have conversations. I like to try to be an open person. So if anybody wants to have a conversation with me, I'm, I like to have conversation. Um, and if that ever gets brought up, I think it goes to, what do you want for your child? And they say, whatever it is, it's out of the world and she wants to go division one or whatever. And then I probably would ask, does she want that too? Have you had this conversation with her? Um, because I've talked with her too, you know, cause we, I usually know what they want out of themselves. It's crazy. When they get to college, they are a different human being. I was just telling, it's like, I don't know if I was telling Jody about this or who, but when they get to college, it's like they get freedom to talk about things that they've never talked about. And so for me, I don't get to talk to a lot of parents. They usually throw it on Facebook or uh, <laughs> hit me an email up. And then I just, I like to ask difficult questions, you know, don't respond ask questions and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. What about you, Lena and your young youth? Well, I think, you know, we're all different ages, so that's one parameter that's different, but I'm also in a different environment where it's faith first. Mm. So it even like our travel teams, I always say faith, family, friends, sports, Mm -hmm. and that's the order that it goes. So for me, if a kid's going to miss because they have a church event and a family doesn't have to make that a big deal to me because that's going to come first. Or even if they're going to go on vacation, even if it's our travel team that they don't have to make that a big deal to me because I'm going to make that first. But when parents get involved because we're not competitive enough or we're not pushing enough, we're 10 years old. We're 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So again, I, I'll, I will physically say to their face, faith, family, friends sports that's the order it's going to be in so put if you put those things in order then everything else i feel works itself out so i like like my first parenting situation again because we're at a smaller school and we can say you can go 
I had a lot of support from administration to deal with situations. And then with the travel things, same thing, like your kid doesn't have to travel. Mm -hmm. So if they don't want to deal with the way this is going, you can go. Mm -hmm. Um, But, and again, they're they're kids. Like for us, they're kids who I want them to have a great experience, play together, enjoy an activity that they can play the rest of their life, but still be kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to have a volleyball season that's going to go nine months out of the year. You know, I'd like our seasons are short, so... Yeah, I hope yeah. I answered that. That's good. Yeah, sure. What about you, Jody? I this is a tough one because when I was a head coach, um, I was so young and didn't have a lot of face-to-face time with the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, There's just a you know a couple instances, and it didn't have anything to do with like they were trying they were taking the fun out of you know mm-hmm. it was a question just a question of my coaching. You know, and, and, you know, and, um, and so my experience is kind of like, like Lena, like when we did our traveling team, we had Paul and I were the coaches and we kind of did the same thing. Like, this is how we're going to run this team, faith and family. You know, that was, um, that was the way it was going to go. And we also said we didn't want to burn them out. So we were going to this number of tournaments and that's it. And, And we told everybody up front how things were going to go. And like you said, Lena, if they um, wanted something different, then they went someplace else. Mm -hmm. And we had a couple that eventually went to another team. Um, But overall, like our girls stayed together for seven years with with the exception of coming and going of about two or three. Mm -hmm. Um, But I. I honestly don't know how to answer that question, to be honest. I see it. I know it's a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think you could do something today to make it better, even just for this small part of the world of Southwest Nebraska? Well, I tell you, that's why that's why a few years ago I um, volunteered to help the high school volleyball team. Mm -hmm. Um, I just wanted to be an extra voice up there and um, just somebody that could bring the fun into it at least for those two two and a half hours and not the fact that they weren't having fun i just didn't have the the burden of mm-hmm. being employed and mm-hmm. being a coach mm-hmm. you know being yeah. the employed coach yeah um oh how nice is that and so right. and oh, so i just want to hang back and, and so shag balls um so you yeah. and traced her but i got but i got to but i got to coach the yeah. coaches uh-huh. respected my knowledge well enough to say take take this but it was just different than being employed. Um, I, I just know that if, if I would see it totally, totally get out of hand, I mean, if I had a chance to talk to a parent, now, it's very difficult to the coach to initiate it. Now, a lot of times the parents don't even let you. They, they come and initiate it. Um, but it, it's, it's a very differ, difficult conversation to have with a parent. Um, and I honestly, I don't have the answers of how, um, how you change somebody's mindset, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that you need to exactly, but I, I think sometimes we do need to challenge each other and just to say, okay, let's take a step back and look at this, look at the big picture. Um, like, and, and what's the end goal? I know I spoke mm-hmm. with you about that. It's just like, okay, so why is your kid 
Why is your child doing this? Why are you having them play athletics? What is the end goal? Like, mm-hmm. are do you just want them to grow up and just love the re- recreation about it or just love the sport and, and love the the adrenaline that it builds, you know, just being able to play it. Like what is the end goal? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we as parents don't often think about when we begin put our kids into things. Um, We just, just, we just go with the flow. We said, everybody, this is the time everybody starts traveling sports is the time everybody does this. And so we just do it because Mm -hmm. everybody else is. Mm -hmm. And I think if we would take the time to stop and think about what, what is it? What's the goal? And also really ask the kid, what is your goal? Like, what is, what do you want to get out of this? What do I as a parent want to, and like, let's do this together. Mm -hmm. Um, I think things would be a little different because sometimes if you really stop and think about the end goal, I think it looks different than what, what it may look like in the moment. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we talk about, you know, making a shift in the culture of parents who, um, you know, are in the stands. And I was talking to our assistant, or she's the head basketball coach, but she's my assistant with volleyball. So we do two sports together. But I said, how would it look? You know, teams pray together. Mm. But when have there ever parents prayed over a coach? And mm. how would that look in a gym for that coach to be spiritually and physically supported because there's got to be a shift somewhere. People have to start to stand up for yep. coaches and say, we're here for you right. in a lot of different ways. And the silence of sitting in the stands isn't cutting it because there are those parents who sit very respectfully. They don't say anything. They don't do anything, but sitting silently isn't enough to make these coaches feel supported. So there has to be a shift where we stand up and say, Hey, certain things aren't going to be loud. Like you can't physically touch athletes. You can't mm-hmm. be demeaning. But for the most part, if you're here for the best interests of these student athletes, we're here for you. Right. And how can we support you? Because they give up a lot. I mean, you know, when you coach, I, I don't coach to the degree you guys do with giving up time with your family and giving up your own time. And the pay never is equal to the amount of time you give up. So something has to shift where we start to give, as those of us who are bystanders, more attention to being there for them. Because until that happens everybody can feel like they can attack a single person Mm because they're just a lone wolf with maybe two assistants. But when there's 30 people in the stands who have, you know, kind of circled around them before even anything started, hopefully that would make a shift of like, we're protecting you to whatever degree, you know, that that means, you know, like a shift of, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but anyway. No, that's a, that's a fantastic idea. I know that, um, it's been said many times I've heard it said that, you know, even for people that you have disagreements with your quote unquote enemies, that if you're praying for them, it's hard to be upset with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that is something that I think would be a fantastic, um, ministry or mm-hmm. a fantastic shift yeah. is to pray for your coaches and, mm-hmm. and just be there, um, have, have the support for them. Cause it is, it's a hard world. I know there were a few times where I, I, sent emails to coaches that were, Hey, hang in there. You're, you're doing a great job, like whatever. And you don't hear that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically I knew from a coaching standpoint that I would have loved to get an email like that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I probably yeah. didn't do it as much as I should have, yeah. but, um, it, it is important to, to rally around those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're doing a good job, Cobes. Yeah. I probably haven't told you that lately. Oh, thanks. There you go. Yeah. Thanks. You can just hit rewind. Okay. And, and just play it over yeah. and over. Yeah. I can yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. I'll make like a reel out of it. What is one of your best memories from 
either coaching or watching your kids play a sport? Oh, man. There's so many. I mean, there's so many of them, but um, like I, I can think of one for each of my kids just yeah, watching yeah, kinda, them. Yeah. Um, because my daughter was a pitcher. And our son was a quarterback. Uh, and so, okay. so you kind of have, you know, you're in the spotlight mm-hmm. in both those positions. Mm-hmm. And um, just when our daughter was a sophomore, um, she was like the pitcher, like she was their main pitcher. And they, they went up against Kozad, who was a very, very good team at that time. And we hadn't beat them very frequently leading up to that game. And, uh, she put her bulldog mentality on and she basically mowed them down and just watching her in the zone. Like we're up in Cozad and they've got a train track going right behind their uh, backstop and, the it, and, and, and the trains are going <laughs> yes. back and forth. And, and um, yeah. the Coz, all the Cozad guys were out left field. They had their pickups parked mm-hmm. with oh. the tailgates back up, backed up to left field. And they're mm-hmm. all out there hooting and hollering and, and she's just in a zone uh-huh. and she's just striking people out left and right. And it, um, awesome. I mean, it was just, it was just that proud, you know, mm-hmm. proud mama and proud mm-hmm. papa moment. And, um, that was a lot of how that season went. And so it was just, it was a neat thing just to, to be able to see your child love something and be, and be good at it right, or successful. Right. And, uh, um, for our son, um, I guess probably there was a lot of awesome moments, um, for him playing football. I mean, I'm a huge football fan. Um, but I, I'm gonna, uh, I'm going to have to say his senior year, there was a lot, there was a lot going on in his senior year. His, his first, his first game, he took a helmet to the chin and his, <clears throat> got his jaw broke. And, yep. um, yep. Oh he, my uh, goodness. Yeah. It's my diet plan. <laughs> and, you know, as a mom, you're supposed to, you're supposed to, you know, those things is what a mom always kind of hates to see, right? Didn't realize his jaw was broken. You know, he comes off the field and, and the worst thing was I had to run to the car to get an extra contact that had popped out. And so he, he actually went back in and played and, um, making shut the door. So it wasn't until two days later that we realized, um, when he wasn't eating, (laughs) um, that, you know, and we could start to see his mouth, his jaw was swelling a little bit. And so we yeah. took him, we took him in and got the x-ray and sure enough, he had breaks on both, on both sides. What? So, goodness. um, oh yeah, yeah. Here, here's an Advil. Yeah. So go. no, it was, oh and, and dad gosh. and Paul's and probably Paul, like, looks fine. No, yeah. he did. Yeah, here's, here's do the a few thing. exercises. Oh You'll be good, gosh, son. This is awful. He goes out awful. there and he looks at him and he, he's got a little blood in his mouth because he, he bit through his tongue. And so Paul reaches in there and pulls out a piece of his tongue and flicks <gasps> <What>? it. <laughs> no. And so anyway, so yeah, it's just like, oh, you know, parent, you know, parent. No, what? We got the best parent <laughs> of the year award, you know, that oh. night. But, um, um, so yeah, his jaw's broken. And I just remember it was a Sunday we had, um, uh, Melanie wire came in special to x-ray it for him. And she's like, yep. Yeah. I mean, it was obvious. And so we went to the coaching staff and had to tell him, you know, that it was broken. He was going to not be able to play. 
And you talk about just heartbreak on our end too, oh. because it's his senior year. I was just blah, thinking blah, blah, if he could play like that. Like this um, so like first game of the year, he gets his jaw wired shut for six weeks. He came back and played the last two regular season games and then three playoff games. And probably just the joy in watching him compete then after having oh. his jaw wired shut. And um, just the first game back was against Hastings. And he it was we were real nervous when he pulled the ball down and ran. And we're like, aren't you going to slide? Aren't you going to go to the out of bounds? He's like, heck no. I'm going to take what? the hit. Um I just like but, all of this and hurts right now. I can't right get now. up to go work out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some days. Yeah. And this is like the uh, broken jaw. So yeah, it's later. fine. So Are you yeah. kidding me? Um, you know, a couple playoff games and they just, they, they beat an undefeated team in playoffs. And it oh, was just, it was yeah, just the joy yeah. just to be, for him to be able to come back mm-hmm. and, and be able to play. Like, um, it, it didn't hurt as bad, I guess, then, you know, but so that would brought a lot of joy to yeah. watch that. Wow. Yeah. Well, you, that was a, you get a blister. And now I, 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 now I, 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 when your son comes to visit, we'll have him on here. So yes. we can get his side of the story. Oh my, can you imagine? No. I mean, no. I broke my arm once and my parents didn't believe me for three days. Oh, that and was like, like me and the discus that yeah. you think is a made up story. It yeah, actually that, happened. And your made up story. And that is awful. There's he, no getting around. Like your jeans aren't covering your face. Shout out to Melanie. Yeah. What, what a sweetheart. <laughs> oh my, it makes my teeth just take I know. Right now I just, he, about it. I'm yeah. like clenching my jaw right now. He, uh, oh, he has a lot just, of stories of things he's told us of things that he went after, through oh, with his jaw sh- wired <gasps> shut that he didn't tell us those things when he was going through it, but now yeah. he has things and I'm like, Oh, I've watched like, have you ever followed somebody oh, yeah. and watched their sh- story of like when they're like having, yeah, we had a done. soccer player in college break her jaw and what she looked like. Yes. And then, yes. Yeah. I mean, you're 20 yeah. pounds. Yeah. It's 20, yeah. 20, 20 or 25. Yeah, Cause I mean, she was a yeah. different human. And then there's a, you know, as a quarterback, he didn't have 28 pounds to lose. Oh, probably not. No. Oh, he was a chunky quarterback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he I would love to hear me say that. Yeah. No, what? Wow. No, he, Gosh. Yeah. So, wow. Well, okay. What is something if you just had, okay, that coach that's listening and they're in a tough spot, what's something you want to say to him? Mm, okay. Look at these two coaches when you say it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just, I would just say, just get in there and love your players. Like oh, just love them. And you know, there's, there's things they're dealing with. There's things even that their parents are dealing with. And there's things obviously you're dealing with, but at the end of the day, and you hear this, I loved how, you know, so many of the Nebraska volleyball players talked about this at the end of their season. It's not really where we ended up, but it was the year and the relationships and the things that we got to experience together. And so Mm -hmm. I guess just, and that's what I tell my kids a lot of times when I get off the phone with them at the night and I'm like, have a great tomorrow. Just go love on those kids. Mm -hmm. Um, cause they need it. And, um, they need to know that, that people care about them Mm -hmm. and that you're in their corner. Mm -hmm. And some of those kids, especially nowadays, some of those kids don't have, somebody in their corner when they, when they step off the court and they walk out of the door, mm-hmm. a lot of them do, but some of them don't. Mm-hmm. And, um, so in those times that you have them just love on them. Mm-hmm. So that I guess wow. that's my, okay. Well, you got a song to take us out with. Yeah. That. Well, you got a well, few questions. Yeah, questions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to play this in the background. Yes. Are, are you currently reading anything? 
Um, reading the Bible, yes. which I try to do frequently. I'm in Exodus as, as is Haley. Um, and then I'm also reading a book by Dallas Willard, which is one of KD's f- <laughs> favorite authors. Um, it's called Life Without Lack. It's based on Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. So I'm, okay. I'm working through reading that. Yeah. Very nice. Awesome. Do you drink any caffeine? Uh, yes. Um, what I'm is a, your choice? Yes. Well, it depends on the time of the day. Okay. Morning is coffee. Afternoon is Diet Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper. Oh, mm-hmm. a good yeah. Diet Dr. Pepper is There's good. There's something good about yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Every now and then. That, that's a really rarity, good. but man, that is sweet. Yeah. Goodness. What about yeah. watching anything? Do you watch yeah. TV? Um, yes, mostly sporting events. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Um, but we, we do do the NCIS blue bloods. Oh, but blue we also, bloods. Man, those guys are that. good looking on uh, blue bloods. Um, chosen. Yes. Just, uh-huh. just finished the last I episode of you. season mm-hmm. three. So looking forward to season it? four. My girls are just asked back me in when, your mouth. Yep. What's happening? Welcome. My girls just asked me when the next season's coming out. Yeah. We all, and we always watch it around Easter. Mm-hmm. It's just another that. And we tried the passion. That was a little dark for uh, age of kids. Yeah. It's a little much. Yes. Um, what was our other? Any oh, other podcast? Any other podcast? Do you listen to any podcast besides this one? Um, mostly podcasts that are like through the Bible. Okay. Uh, my husband listens to, um, oh Paul gosh. jump on board. Yeah, um, cause I comedy. listen, cause I listen to what he listens to. Mm-hmm. And now I can't think of the guy's name. Jason Whitlock is one of them. Um, Will, Ka- Will Kane. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. so Will Kane is a former like ESPN guy, okay. uh, for, I and mean, I think he is on Fox also mm-hmm. maybe currently still, but has his own podcast. So I kind of second, like secondhand yeah, yeah. listen to those. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm yeah. going to have to look those up. And um, who are you thankful that's in McCook? Uh, yeah, yeah. you already I, know. I, you know, she studies a listener she's and listening to the end. Yes, I told someone I was good. thankful for the other day, and they go, "You don't say that." It's like obviously you don't listen to. The yeah, end. all the way to, yes. all the yes. way through it. Yeah. So I didn't know if I could like point out one person, but oh. and this is going to be a be a um, plug for our our business, I guess. Mm-hmm. Our employees, so many of them are former like they grew up in McCook they mm-hmm. left did their education Came and they're back. back that's cool um and so I mean shout them out who are like they? Brett and Candace Burton Ryan and Sarah Harden um Taryn and Taryn Arterburn um oh, Gabby <laughs> Gabby Bedner yeah. um let's see and then the others that are like Stacy Van Pelt is an Indianola girl um, Sarah McDonald is, I believe, a Trenton girl. Um, let's huh, see. That's awesome. Um, that so our awesome. staff is, yeah. um, they're fantastic mm-hmm. people. They're, they're just, we're family. And so I am so thankful that they made the decision to come back to McCook because yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's the, it's a better place for, with all those people here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are you thankful for? Are you watching anything new? Uh, yeah, this what? is us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. I know. I'll it's emotional. It is so emotional. It's I just deep. cry all the time. Yeah. Thanks, Alexa. Okay. Good she job. listens to this. So she's like, when she listens to this, she feels as if she's talking to me all day. Oh, that's that. so nice. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to th- be thankful for Jody. Yep. Every Wednesday. I thank the Lord for her as well. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. <laughs> yep. Your turn. Who am I thankful for? Yeah. Do you have anybody? Um, I'm thankful for uh, Sheila Workmeister and Cassie Spencer. They are bus drivers. And when they drive the bus at St. Pat's, it's volunteer. 
Uh-huh. They're not getting paid yeah. like the rest of us at St. Pat's. But anyway, um, because that's why I always show my videos of being stuck in the mud because I don't want to drive a bus. Yeah. But they do it. That's and awesome. It's, yeah, thank you. That's for awesome. Us. And yeah. huge thank you to our sponsors. Jolt and Joe's and my wonderful uh, shot in the dark that I got today. Mm -hmm. Jody, thank you again. Wild Ass Soap Company. Smell good, feel good. Yep. And El Porto. El Porto. Porto um, or Puerto? Puerto. 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 That's how you should see. Yeah. Okay. Get Roll your a little yeah. bit. Okay. Um, and thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Coaching Caffeine and Comedy. I'm Haley. And I'm Lena. And thank you, Jody, for coming. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Yeah. Okay.